Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and on Saturdays, you'll find us on KKLA dot com or 99.5 fm on your radio dial and that's at 11 30 p.m we believe the bible is the word of god therefore we are faithful we are bold we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of god enjoying a moment there just thinking about where we're headed this evening not going to be long been a long week preparing for our, our leadership conference which begins tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock uh, at 474 east of where you wrote in the city of Monrovia. we're going to have it at greater grace AOH church of god and we're going to have uh morning uh, seminars as well as uh, evening uh, service and that's on friday and saturday then on sunday at 3 30 we're going to have our ordination service ministers that, uh, that will receive licenses licensing excuse me as well as deacons uh, those that have been rec recommended by their pastors you know uh, excited about what the lord is doing where he's taking us. I'm certainly pouring myself out. You know, one thing, one of the things that I've always had in my mind is that at the end of the day, I want to pour myself out so that the Lord can say, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, pouring yourself out means uh, presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. That is our reasonable service. And along with that, the Lord is blessed. And uh, you can find us now on, uh, you can find Inside the Pages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and just to name a few, you know, and I want to thank you in advance for your support as well. Uh, we have been preaching, teaching, and now the word has been written in a book format. And, you know, the name of the book is The Watchman lions and barbed wire and this is an inspirational book inspired by real life experiences and the word of god it's an easy read and reasonably priced for everyone you can download it digitally as well as purchase paperback and soon it will be audible and so we thank god for that and all that all the glory belongs to him belongs to him you know there's a difference in writing from real life experience and things that you have dealt with and what you've gone through and uh, and reading or or looking at information that has been put together by by a bunch of theologians that have not experienced anything the bible gives us real life experience 
so that we will know what to do or what not to do. And so again, uh, thank you for your uh, support. You know, it's a, it's a way of supporting the ministry as we're looking to expand and to reach out to souls and give them the unadulterated truth as well as a place for them to come to, to be baptized uh, for the remission of sin. Baptism is not a, a celebration that you're confessing Christ. Baptism is for remission of sin. And that is how the blood of Jesus is applied. And, and the Holy Ghost is how he puts us on. And as well as through baptism, we put him on. And there are scriptures that say this. So I don't understand where uh, it's been dwindled down to being a celebration and it's not necessary. We'll, we'll deal with that more at another time, but certainly want to thank God. And again, visit us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and, and TikTok, you know, and support the ministry that way uh, you know, and continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. And, and so um, the songwriter says in these words, he said, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I just wanna tell you that I love you more than anything. Have you told the Lord how much you love him? Uh, you don't have to have a great voice. You, you don't have to sing like, like some artists that may even come to your mind. Uh, within the, me making that statement, but have you told him how much you love him, how much you adore him? Again, thank you for joining the online service, listening in. And if you're looking for a church home, growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us and to grow with us. You know, I was with the radio station and, and uh, preparing a devotional for them to invite others to come and to, you know, I'm just excited about the Lord using me. And I hope you are excited about him using you as well, not just in words, but the life that you live, knowing that you've, you've, you've stepped out of sin and you've stepped into the will of God. That's exciting. And, you know, and, and it doesn't mean that there's no challenges. The Bible said that if you live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. So there are going to be challenges. But you know, greater is he that is in you. His word is in you. And so that's a greatness. And if you have the Holy Ghost, if you have the Holy Ghost, you need to know that you have the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that, and when we read through the scripture that those that had the Holy Ghost, uh, that they spoke, that the spirit of the Lord spoke through them. The spirit of the Lord spoke out of them. If you if you do not have the Holy Ghost, you are not going to make the rapture. Whenever it happens, you will not be changed from mortal to immortality. I don't, it doesn't matter how much you believe. You must have the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about a good feeling where you felt good in service. That's fine. I feel good when I go to the gym. I feel good after sweating and, and exercising this body. But that bodily exercise profits little, and that little I'll take. But what about the spiritual exercise? What about God dwelling in you as he did in the days of old? And, and so that is a concern. 
and maybe uh, someone has watered it down for you and told you that it's not necessary and that you don't have to. The Bible tells us that the Holy Ghost is a seal of redemption. And so you need the Holy Ghost. And he doesn't just touch you one time and, and then there's never no other evidence. The Bible said that they were filled with the Holy Ghost uh, on the day of Pentecost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost another time, you know. And so the Spirit of the Lord is constantly moving. It's constantly moving and moving us from grace to grace. We are what we are by the grace of God. We're going to go on into the book of Genesis. And, uh, as I said, not going to be long this evening. Uh, have much to prepare and getting ready for uh, services that's going to start early. But the word of God takes precedence over everything else. We're in the book of Genesis, touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particular, the three areas, universe, earth, and man. We're touching the creation and the principal person who is the cause of all things and the uh, designing mind behind everything. The sixth chapter of Genesis, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, for blessing us to, to, to be here, Lord God, and to uh, share your word, Lord God. And again, thank you, Lord God. I, my heart is grateful for the writing that you have led to be done Lord God, and we pray that as others read it, that it will encourage their heart, that they will know and understand that they're not alone. Lord God, and, and by any chance that, that there's someone that's been there and done that. Someone that you have brought through many situations. Lord God, and so what you've done for me, you'll do for others. And I thank you right now. Lord God, I pray and ask that you will bless each one under the sound of my voice. Lord God, that you have blessed those that are listening now and those that will receive later. Lord God, we thank you. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis, the sixth chapter, beginning at verse five. Uh, I'm going to read verse five through nine. It says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only, only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both beasts man and beast and the creepy things and the fowls of the air for it repenteth me that I made him. The eighth verse says, but Noah. Now, next to Noah's name, I have a blank line there because I want you to put your name there. Next to Noah, you know, and, and so in that blank line, I, I have my name, Carl. But Carl, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And you should say that about yourself, just whatever your name is, that you have found grace in the eyes of the Lord. It's his grace that we're listening and talking about his word right now. That's, that's his grace. You know, he's having mercy on us. 
Uh, I believe the writer said that grace and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. And, and that's what I want to do. Uh, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. Now, in order to be in his house, I, I've got to abide by his rules. The same as you would in any other home. You abide by the rules. Uh, the rules say uh, that you can't be walking in at 3 a.m., uh, then that's the rule. If the rules say that you cannot conduct yourself um, any kind of way in my house, then that is the rule. And so if I'm going to dwell in the house of God, I have to obey his rules. And the only way I know and understand what his rules are is through his word. He's given us a written word. And so through his word, I understand what he desired. The Bible goes on to say, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. I want the Lord to be able to testify on my behalf and say that I'm a just man, that I am a perfect man of my generation of my life and that I walked with him. It's important that you have someone to vouch for you. It's very important that there are those in, of my family that can vouch for me. They seem the good, well, they see the good now, but they saw the bad, they saw the ugly, you know, and uh, all of us didn't come out the womb saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, some of us was terrible in our actions. You know, um, growing up in a single uh, parent home, I heard and heard my mother cry on behalf of her children. You know, I, I understood what she was crying about and all of that. I know she stayed woke. Uh, not because she she had to go to work. She stayed woke in her worries and concern for some of us that was knuckleheads. And some of us was just knuckleheads. And I, I don't know any better way to put it. But as of right now, uh, a just man, uh, one that is working on areas of perfection and walking with God. Walking with God when I don't understand, the same as you, walking with him when I do have some understanding. I don't understand and know everything. Don't claim to. I'm still seeking him. My heart is still panting for him. As the psalmist said, my, my heart pants for you as a deer that panteth by the water. And, and so uh, Noah Noah found grace. Carl found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, we're talking about the heart because the Bible said that God saw the wickedness of man. That was, man was multiplying. They were having babies and they were growing up and they were carrying on in such a way that every imagination, his imagination was, was warped. His heart was continually evil. 
And this grieved God at his heart. So when we talk about the heart, we're, we're talking about God's heart, what impacted him. Now, do you even know, or maybe you haven't considered the fact that God has a heart? Yes, God has a heart, just like you and I. Now, I don't mean a, a physical muscle uh, beating in our chest, but he has that emotion that is considered a heart. And he was grieved at his heart within, deep within his spirit, deep within his conscious awareness, deep within where the principles of God lie. He was troubled. Our heart. We know what it's like to, for our heart to be troubled. And remember the, the first experience of, of puppy love? That's what I call it. I'll just call it puppy love. And, and when you lost your puppy, how you felt, you know? And, and so you, you felt bad, maybe cried, didn't want to eat anything, looked down, moped it around, you, you know, and needed encouragement from a friend or two, you know, to, to help you get over that hurt. And that was at a young age. You know, in your teens, you you think you're in love, you, you know, and then you get your feelings hurt. The other thing is that we, and I just mentioned that so that you can start thinking about hurt. Most of the time, uh, and for good reason, when we talk about the heart, we're talking about the, that large muscle that's pounding in our chest. You know, and if you if you like me, you want that muscle to function properly. So you go to you go for walks and you go for runs and, you know, or maybe you bicycle or some you do some sort of activity to challenge that muscle. It's important to challenge your muscles. You know, in my mental youth, my mental youth, I, I hope you get that my mental youth, I, I'm still doing those things. And I thank God that I can still get on the court and lose a few games, you know? And so uh, Kaiser Permanente, one of large uh, health facilities, hospitals, posted information to prevent heart disease. It said to, to minimize and avoid serious heart problems, uh, for us to eat healthy, and exercise often, you know, avoid smoking and watch our cholesterol intake and manage stress and our weight. Now, all of us, um, all these things can be a little challenging at times when we get lazy and we stop doing them. You know, during the stay at home, uh, some of us unnecessarily gain uh, Rona weight. And they have other names for it, but you, you understand during the stay at home, the COVID pandemic that they refer to, uh, people gain weight. I, I know because I, I was one of them that, that gained weight from where I was, that, you know, that I was happy where I was. And, and it started to creep up on me because I was not uh, taking care of myself and, and getting out being as active at that time. Well, since then, I, I brought that under control and bought it because it was unhealthy for the heart, just even in thinking about it. And it becomes a fight. It becomes a challenge to maintain a, a healthy heart when you start to let it go. When you get back into a routine of doing things, 
uh, you know, then it, the, the strain uh, is not as difficult um, to challenge yourself to do those things. I'm up to uh, five to six miles daily. And, and so, but it, it didn't happen overnight. Where I am now, it, it took some time to get there and it, it was a press. And, and so well, we should press to keep the heart, the, the, that this physical muscle and shape is important. Genesis 1, 26 through 27 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image of God created he male and female. He created them. The heart. When we talk about the heart, it originates from the creator, sovereign God. He created us in his image. And so he gave us a heart. The Bible said that God saw that the wickedness of man was great in all the earth. Every place he looked, he, what he saw and what he observed was not cool. The Bible tells us that his eyes go to and fro in the earth. It goes everywhere, beholding what's good and what's not good. What we try to hide in secret, what we don't want no one to know, God has already seen. And so uh, he goes, and so his, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of his thoughts within his heart, hidden in the heart, was continually evil. Now I walk up to you and I don't see your heart. Now I may see your body language. It may tell me a few things about you. Um, I may see your facial expression. It may tell me some things. I may hear a little laughter and it might say something and you know, and you might give a little uh, joke. And within that little joke, you're saying something that is coming from the heart. You know, uh, people will say at times that uh, that slipped out. I really didn't mean to say that. No, you you did have it in your heart. Maybe it came out at the wrong time, uh, but it was in your heart. And now it's out there in the atmosphere and there's no way to get it back. And so you have to deal with the consequences. You know, um, you, you can't hire somebody to to. Uh, to come and control it for you. They have people that, that specialize in controlling scenarios, you know, and they call it in the political field, uh, spinning it. And so you, you may not have nobody that can come and spin it immediately. You've just been exposed. But when you protect the heart and you weigh things out and you treat the heart uh, more seriously, then you have more control over those things that come out. And the more we practice doing something, the better we become at it. Samuel L. Jackson and a few other uh, actors promote the uh, credit card, Capital One. And the question is always asked, what's in your wallet? What's in your wallet? The same question we need to be asking about our heart. What's in your heart? What's there? What is there right now? What's in your heart? What are you thinking about doing? What is it that may be impacting you right now? Certainly when God looked at what was in their heart, he saw 
devices and different things and schemes and agendas that was that he was not happy about. When he looks at your heart, does he see those things or does he see someone that is striving, fighting a good fight of faith, laying hold on eternal life? To say that it was uh, only that it was only evil, God looked at the heart and said, man, that heart's evil. Now, remember, God is fair. It means that he looked at every aspect. He looked at everything that there is about the individual, the soul, the belly, everything. He looked at the depths of what was going on with the person. And he said, man, that's not good. Now, I'm, I'm using that phrase that he said not good, but he said it was evil. Proverbs 4, 20, 23 says, my son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Based upon what God was saying and what he looked at, what he observed, that men, as they multiplied, their thoughts was continually evil. They understood, they knew God. Yes, they did. Because their ancestors, Adam, Eve, Cain, all they talked about how uh, the relationship that they had, the Bible said that that when Adam's son, Seth was born and Seth had a son, Enos, then man began to call upon the Lord. Somewhere they stopped. Somewhere they stopped worshiping him. Somewhere they stopped calling upon the name of the Lord. Somewhere they said, well, if I just believe, you know, we have this, there's a whole thing of today where people say, if I just believe in God, I'm okay. I can still do what I want to do when I want to do it. I can I can call women as many B's and, and use as many N's and as many F's and all kind of stuff. And I'm all right. I can get as lit and I can function the way I want to and do and not honor him in any kind of way my entire life. And when I step out of time into eternity, we're going to be buddies. I'm going to abide in his place. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a chill in the house of the Lord. I'm a chill with him. That's what people think, that, that it's all right. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool like that. The Bible tells us that, uh, and, uh, that these men, they didn't honor the Lord. They honored their own selves. They fed their flesh. What they were doing is the same thing that, that men do today. It's the new normal. And you have to accept what is the new, the new normal. Matter of fact, I've been told that the Bible is an antiquated book. When I was asked a question, and I'll never forget it. When are you going to stop teaching from that old book? Well, this book has not fulfilled its promises yet. It has not fulfilled what God has said. So it is current. Men have come and gone, 
but the word of God has yet been established and it will remain. Now, the day is going to come that that everyone is going to stand before him and the books will be open. The dead, both small and great, are going to be judged from the things in the book. We're, we're taking our judgment right now. He said judgment begins in my house. Some man's sins go before them. Right, we're dealing with things right now so that they go before us. But there are others whose sins will come after them. And so while they may stand there with all the excuses, may stand there with uh, their hopes and dreams uh, about to be consumed uh, in uh, hell, and then hell itself will be cast into the lake of fire, they had time to deal with it, but they wanted to uh, enjoy the pleasures of sin. Uh, and, and we've enjoyed the pleasures of sin, and then we came, uh, the goodness of God led us to repentance and open our eyes up that that it's not all about fun and games. There are some things that we need to take care of uh, about our soul salvation, and it begins with the heart. A few years ago, my doctor said she, she heard an unusual uh, rhythm and had me go to a, a heart specialist. And they attached wires on me. I went for a couple of weeks, probably about three weeks. They attached wires on me. They placed a placed me on the treadmill. They took pictures from all angles. I saw my heart. I saw how it looks in, in the, on the monitor. I've seen the, my, uh, what do you call it? The, um, my arteries. I saw it and, and nothing was clogged. Amazing. God has blessed this, this man. And at the end, they determined nothing was wrong, that my heart was good. I want God. And you want God. We want the Lord to examine our heart and determine nothing is wrong and that our heart is good. He does that for us. One, he washes us with his word. And so it's by his word that we're washed. That's why it's important to have your personal time with the Lord. Get in the word, listen to the word. Uh, lean on his word. Learn how to apply the word in your life. You know, we always start the, the, the program by saying we believe what we believe. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. Why? Because we believe the Bible is the word of God. You're not going to convince me that it is not. We believe the Bible is the word of God and we're faithful and we're bold. I'm very bold when it comes to the word of God. You're not going to get me to, uh, to act weak or to close my mouth and not say anything unless I am led not to say anything. Other than that, I will let you know that that's not right. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. If I feel convicted about something, if you feel convicted about something, that you're violating the word of God, that's goodness at work. And his goodness leads us to repentance. Not When I say repentance, I'm not talking about that you say, God, forgive me, I'm sorry. But if you offended somebody, that person is standing there, you need to apologize to them. That's true repentance. Well, I just ask God for forgiveness and you know, then you get up, you don't, you don't talk to the person that you offended or anything like that. That's not real. The Bible said, leave your gift at the altar and go to the one that you offend and ask their forgiveness. That's true repentance. 
That's the truth of it. If we ask God, the Bible says ask and pray for, believing that you receive it, uh, you know, you, you shall receive it. And it says the verse following right after that, that forgive others, don't hold anything against anyone. Or God will hold something against you. You got to keep that heart clear. You got to clean that heart. They told us during the stay at home, they said, make sure you wash your hands for what number of seconds, minutes. I don't remember, but make sure you wash your hands and clean your hands. Make sure you wash your heart and you clean your heart. First Timothy four, six to eight says, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, that's what I'm doing this evening. I'm putting you in remembrance of this. It's not that you don't know this already. I'm reminding you of it. He said, thou shalt be a good minister of, of Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to be. I want to be a good minister. I just want to be a good brother. Now, I don't, I'm, I'm not caught up on titles. I know what my responsibilities are. But, but I just want God to look and say, good. And, and, I, and I pray that and hope that you feel the same. He said, nourish, nourish up in the word of faith and of good doctrine, solid teaching, not wavering, not sugarcoating. And I'm talking about within your own heart, within yourself, you're not sugarcoating. You're not giving yourself excuses. The Bible said that the psalmist prayed and said, Lord, keep back thy servant from presumptuous sin. I'm not assuming anything. I'm not taking a chance that, that I can get away with. No, keep me from presumptuous sin. I want to stay on the straight and narrow. Good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. You've been taught what's right, what's well, what's good. And he said, but refuse profane and old wise fables, fables and, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profit little, but godliness is profitable unto all things having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. There are some things that God wants to give us now. Now, people are caught up on the now. I, I want it now, and, you know, and blessings of God. And what? And God is not against any of that. He's not against none of that. But you got to remember that, that there's also a life to come uh, afterwards. So while you might obtain good things here, people had fishes and loaves, Lord healed them of sickness, blessed them, sent them away, forgiven of sin, told one man, go arise, take up and, and sin no more. At least the worst thing come upon you. And, 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 and so, but if you receive of God, ate a fish sandwich, you know, filled your belly up, was well nurtured by him and then don't live a saved life then you, you're going to be lost. Why, why have it all good here and have nothing at the end? What is it to profit this whole world and, and lose your soul? That's what the question was asked. And that's a very legitimate question. Now, we conduct business as we should. We're supposed to. If a man don't work, he don't eat. And we, we conduct business in the church. The church uh, is run... Uh, by the word of God, but it's also run as a business, meaning that, you know, the lights are on because of offering. The lights is on because of the book sales. The lights are on because of uh, contributions that come in. And all of that comes in from the hard work of that we put on, that we do. 
So there, but we do it in a godly way. And we don't rob banks or do anything that's crooked because we know that, that we, we don't want the Lord to look at our heart and consider our heart not good. As the population increased, man neglected the Lord and things spiraled out of control. And the and what was considered abnormal became normal. Isaiah 5, 20 said, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Romans 1, 19 20 through 21 says, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. He showed it. They knew the presence of the Lord. They knew God's hand at work in many instances and yet ignored him. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imagination and their foolish heart was darkened. The sixth verse says, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. The impact of Adam and the behavior of others hurt. Now, please think about what I'm saying. It hurt, he felt it. If you've ever been hurt, then you know what I mean. You know, you understand what it means to be hurt. As we mentioned earlier about the puppy love, you know, when you're a teen, you get that puppy love going on. But what about the pain of betrayal? If you've ever felt the pains of betrayal, you know, it pierces your heart. It was, it's not like anything else or anything that you would ever feel because betrayal you could be married to someone for 20, 30 years. And when you start going through a process of divorce, it's like a plant that has uh, grown together. And which means that when you get under the ground, the roots are intermingled. But when you start to separate, those roots separate. They was twisted together, they nurtured together in some sort of way, and now they're being pulled apart. And, and so what you, you are enjoying life, and then you learn of infidelity. You learn that they wanted their cake and eat it too. That's what they were doing unto the Lord. And if you ever experienced that, then you know what I'm talking about. If you think about the pain that you may have felt, what about the Lord? You know, the, the day, and I, I'm, I'm a transparent minister. I, I don't have a problem with that because I, I know it will help someone. I've ministered to many men. When I felt the pain of betrayal, learned of infidelity, I thought about the Lord. It was a day that I thought about him and how he must feel when we sin. How he must feel when we do what is wrong, when we, when we turn our backs on him, 
when we sneak around and, and do things and then show up to service as if nobody know, you know, I began to think about that and to really put it into to structure it in my mind that, man, if this hurts this man the way it did and have hurt other women and men and, and broken up family, how much does God feel when his creation betrays him? We did a study in the book of Ezekiel and it took us a, some months. I, I'm, I think it was well over 18 months as we are also in the book of Genesis. And, and it was a life changing experience for me. Reading through the book of Ezekiel, studying it, I learned something about God that I had never knew and understood where at the level that I did this time. And it, it really humbled me and made me sit down and think about the emotions of God. You ought to sit down and think about, you know, it's always me, myself. It's always, Lord, look at me and, and Lord, I'm in trouble and Lord, I'm hurting and Lord, I want this, Lord, I want. How about him? How do you think he feel about his creation? And the fact that we always gimme, gimme, gimme. You know, as raising children, I have two sons and two daughters and grands, a couple of grandsons, you know, and you have friends and stuff. And, and you know that when it gets into that thing of give me, give me, give me, I want, I want, it wears on you. And some things you will give and others you will not. And sometimes you'll say, stop asking. Some other times you'll ignore and not respond. Where do you think you got that from? Sometimes we ask God for things and, and he don't give it right away. Matter of fact, he don't even respond right away because there's something else more pressing, something else he has a better and clarity on than, than any of us. What about God? Let's think about his heart and how he feels. It repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. The impact of Adam and the behavior of others hurt. Think about your hurt and what it means. The pain, the betrayal, the things that we've just discussed. And since then, I've spoken to many men, as I've mentioned, and depression and living in heartbreak hotel and, you know, and, and my pain has been an understanding of others. And so will yours. When you truly put things in its right perspective, it makes a difference. It makes a difference of how you walk. It makes a difference of how you act on the job. It makes a difference when you put things in its right perspective instead of selfish perspective. It makes a difference. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. I'm going to deal with this. Both man, beast, and every creepy things and all the things that God said was good. And all the things he looked at and said was very good. He said, I'm going to wipe it out. Because of the actions of those men. His sons that he created was tripping. Mm-hmm. Just like you and I tripped and it had an impact on him. But thank God today that, that we are not tripping. Don't think for one moment that our actions did not impact him. 
realizing, thinking about it, and facing those realities changes our thinking, our mental, our physical, our spiritual, and spiritual changes occur. We stop doing some things and we begin to nurture the relationship with the Lord. My prayer is that you nurture a proper relationship with him. Noah, that blank space there, Carl, put your name there, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That meant Noah was listening. That meant Noah was watching. He was paying attention to what others was doing. And he said, you know what? I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not going there. I, I, I have a relationship that I'm nurturing with the Lord. And so I want to keep my relationship that I have with him. And, and I want to make sure that, uh, that, that I walk with him. I don't want him to walk away from me. Therefore, I'm not going to walk away from him. Let's not walk away from our responsibilities. Let's not betray him in any kind of way. He's done, he's done great things for each of us. He's lifted us up. He's brought us into a place of realization because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, he made himself known unto us, his creation. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, I, I pray that something has been said that that has blessed your heart. We want the Lord to to look and say, "Good heart, that's good." A man after my own heart, David. David is not the only one, but you also can be a male or female after God's own heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for this word of exhortation, Lord God is. Uh, as you have blessed us to, to read your word, to understand your word, and just pray and ask, Lord God, that you will bless each one under the sound of my voice as we have been, are examining ourselves and making sure that our heart, Lord God, bless your word to stay in our heart that we don't sin against you. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you because our heart is a place, a repository for your word. Our heart is a place where you can speak to us Lord God, and bless us to hear and understand what you're saying. Lord, we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He is certainly worthy of praise. Again, we'll be at our leadership conference beginning tomorrow morning. If you're in the Monrovia area, stop in and visit us at, at, at 474 East Duarte Road in the city of Monrovia. Uh, also, I, I want to thank you again in advance for your support um, for uh, the book that God has, has blessed, the words of encouragement to let you know that you're not alone. It's, Again, it's spiritually inspired. Uh, it is life experience in the word of God. And so you'll find that on our Insta, Instagram page. You'll find it on our Facebook page and Twitter, you know. And so the name of the book, again, is The Watchman, Lions and Barbed Wire. Some things you want to avoid, and certainly barbed wire is one of them. And so you'll find that book on Amazon. But visit our, our social media pages, our social platforms, and uh, 
you'll find more information. And again, thank you for your support as we are expanding the ministry, you know, and, and looking to reach out to souls. Share the gospel with someone. Have someone uh, send them the link. Tell them that they need to follow uh, the service. Listen in live because we real. This is real. At the end of the day, I want to hear God say, and I am certain that you want to hear him say too, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Let's be faithful over the few things that God has given us. Let's just be faithful over the few things beginning with our heart. God bless you. Mr. Be Great, Tim, God bless you. I saw your hello.